Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to be back once again here at Beulah, and uh, Judy and I have been decorating in our home. We just love the Christmas season, and I'm sure you do too. One of the challenges I've had this week is not only delving into the Scripture and kicking off this sermon series that you can see on the screen, but one of the other challenges I had was seeing if I could find something in my wardrobe that would match the screen. Not bad, huh? Yeah, that's not going to happen every week. I got news for you. This morning, we're, like I said, we're kicking off a sermon series over the holiday Advent season that's entitled The Songs of Christmas, and it got me uh, intrigued into what is the earliest Christmas carols? If you would Google early Christmas carols, what do you think you would find? Which of the carols... Uh, of Christmas are the early ones. And I'd like to suggest to you, and by the way, there's some argument on this because do you count when it actually hits a hymnal, when it was traditionally sung, when the lyrics were written, and so there's a little bit of ambiguity on some of these. Here are some of the earliest that have occurred. Take a peek. 1776 is when the United States became a nation, and so during the colonies, remember this would be leading up to the Declaration of Independence, that Jefferson penned, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, one of the earliest ones uh, in antiquity. Next one, Silent Night. Lincoln was born in, anybody remember the date, the year Abraham Lincoln was born? 1809, and so this he died in 65 at Ford's Theater, but right around the time that Abraham Lincoln was a nine-year-old in Indiana, uh, Silent Night would have been written. Next, tradition has that Martin Luther was the, the original author of Away in the Manger. That hasn't been corroborated, so by the time you begin looking and when Away in the Manger hit hymnals and became an official carol, 1882. Remember, Civil War is over in 1865 when Lincoln was assassinated, and so this is just shortly after. My great-grandfather, my grandfather, would have been born just a few years after this. Some of you are older than I am. You would have grandparents born right around the same time as well. Here we go, next one. This is one that you hear on the radio a lot. This would have been within my lifetime. And many of our lifetimes. This is the first one that would have been within our lifetime, 1962. Jack Kennedy was assassinated in 63, so just before the Kennedy assassination. Uh, do you hear what I hear? And the last one, just a second, that is not a Christmas carol. I'm just pulling a fast one on you. 1979 is when this happened. However, next screen, please. The reality is the earliest Christmas carols are the ones that happened during the very first Christmas. The original, the songs of Christmas aren't Silent Night and Away in the Manger and Little Town of Bethlehem that we sang this morning. Rather, you'll find them in the scriptures. I'm going to give you an overview of what we're going to be doing. And each of these songs, not particularly melodies, but they're referred to as songs in terms of poetry. Some have been put to song are by different individuals from the Christmas story, and they have a Latin term or phrase. I didn't know some of these. The one I'm going to be dealing with this morning, the song of Zechariah. Remember, he and his wife Elizabeth were the parents of John the Baptist. It's called 
Benedictus is the name of his song. And basically that means, hold on, I'm stuck. He says in Luke 1.68, as you can see, blessed be the name of the Lord. The word blessed is Benedictus, from which we get what word? Benediction, you pronounce a blessing on some. I didn't know that was the name of the song of Zechariah, the Benedictus. This next one, however, uh, is the song of Simeon. Pastor Earl will be dealing with that next week. The Latin phrase, nunc dimittis, literally means now dismiss, based on the Luke 2.29. Basically, he says, now I can die. I've seen Messiah. Nunc dimittis, this is a new phrase for me. The next one would be one that you'd recognize. This would be the Song of Mary, Magnificat. Have you heard that term before? The Magnificat, okay? And basically, my soul magnifies the Lord, Latin, mag- magnify, magnificat, or magnificat. That is where we get the term. Luke one forty six is where the text is found. And finally, the Song of the Angels we'll be dealing with on Christmas Eve Sunday morning. Gloria in excelsis. We've seen that in, uh, what, angels we have heard on high? Uh, Gloria in excelsis. Deo means glory to God in the highest. It's Latin. Glory in excelsis based on Luke 2.14. So this morning, if you have your known outline, and turn with me if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be looking at, in Luke chapter 1, at the song of Zechariah. Remember, Zechariah... And Elizabeth was his wife's name. They were both from the priestly family. He was a priest. The Bible says that they were barren. Now what's interesting is, in those days, if you were barren, it was considered a curse from God. Lots of people in the Old Testament were barren. Remember, Abraham's wife Sarah was barren. Elizabeth was barren. Um, Hannah had been barren. Remember, now we've got Elizabeth. And what's interesting is you've got these different people who were unable to have children, and it's a tragedy in our day for many. But in those days, it was basically viewed as God doesn't like you. You are cursed of God. And so you've got this couple, this priestly couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth, unable to have children, older in years, and yet they're still serving God faithfully. Viewed as other Jews as, you know, it's a dirty shame because apparently God doesn't like you, and here they are faithfully serving the Lord. Well, his turn, you know, the coin flip happens, his turn. It's now his turn to go up to the temple, to serve in the temple. And they cast the lots, and guess who gets to be the guy that goes into the Holy of Holies? Zechariah. By the way, that could only happen once if you're in your life if you had the chance. Not every high priest, there's 18,000 18, priests. And see, if, according to Lot, you serve during a particular time with another group of guys. But if you ever, if the Lot ever fell to you to serve actually going into the Holy of Holies, boom, that's your only chance. You're off the list. Well, guess what? Lot falls to Zechariah, and he goes, oh, man, not only was it my turn to go up to be priest, but it's my lucky day. I get to go in there. So he goes in, and as he's um, doing the incense uh, in the Holy of Holies, what happens? Remember the story? Angel Gabriel appears to him, and this guy, I mean, this guy is stunned. He's shot, and, and, and he stays in there so long, they start getting worried about him. 
thinking, well, maybe he got you know, knocked over dead or something. Well, anyway, so Gabriel appears to him and goes, guess what, Zechariah? God has heard your prayer. And your wife is going to have a baby boy. And basically, Zechariah goes, no way, Jack. That wasn't the name of the angel. It was Gabriel. And he goes, yes, sir. No, I, my name's not Jack, and that is going to happen. And it, but because you doubted me, what's going to happen now? Yeah, you can't speak for the entire pregnancy. And so basically, Gabriel disappears, and he comes stumbling out, and they could tell something had happened in there. And so basically, you know, he's writing you know, messages and basically tells his wife, Elizabeth, we got good news and bad news. See, you're going to be pregnant at your ripe old age, and you're going to have a son. Remember the story? And then at the very end, she gives birth, and they said, well, what's going to be his name? Certainly his name's going to be Zechariah, and what does Elizabeth tell her friends and family? Nope. His name's going to be John. What? No way. In the world. John, where are you getting that name? We better check with Dad, who, by the way, for some reason can't speak, what do you want to name him? Give me a, uh, an iPad. And so he basically takes the thing and goes, his name is John. Remember? And he burst, suddenly and the guy can now speak again, bursts into song with the Benedictus. That's basically what's going on in the story. And you'll find it in Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 79. Now, one thing, I, I, I'd never seen this before, but I want to show you something really interesting. Between the visit of the angel to Zechariah and the visit of the angel to Mary, you're going to see some very interesting parallels I'd never seen before. Get ready to jot them down. Here's the first. Watch. Both had a visitation by Gabriel. He was a busy guy that, that uh, Christmas. Both were visited by Gabriel. Secondly, both were going around along with their everyday work. He was serving in the temple, as was the custom of the priest of that day. He was going, you know, serving faithfully in the temple as everyday work. And Mary was just, we don't know what Mary was doing. Maybe she was wrapping Christmas gifts. We don't know. But both were visited by an angel as they were going around their, going about their everyday work. Number three. The Bible is faithful to say that they were both people who were very much uh, servants and godly and holy people, righteous people. Next, notice this. Both of them, when they saw the angel Gabriel, and it's interesting, you can see these parallels all the way through. Both were deathly afraid. I mean, she was just, remember, the, because the angel says to Mary, don't, be not afraid. You don't have to be afraid. God is with you. Same thing with Zechariah. Look at the next both of them said, wait a minute, no way in the world can this happen. Remember, Mary says, how can this be since I am a virgin? Remember, Zechariah goes, wait, 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 time out. No way can this happen. My wife's 80 years old. Interestingly, though, he's penalized. She isn't. Look at the next one. Both had something taken away prior 
to the blessing of the birth. What did Zechariah have removed, taken away? His voice. And I'm thinking, is there a parallel for Mary? What was taken away? That's exactly right. Her reputation. You know, as I started looking at these things that I'd never noticed before in these Christmas stories, do you think that this was coincidental? Remember, the same guy is writing this. Luke is writing both. Same chapter. Same occasion, the Christmas story. And he's writing these parallel accounts. Do you think Luke's going, wait a minute. Something's going on here. See, I'd never seen this before. I don't know whether you had it or not. But I think what that brings us to is the first takeaway for us this morning, and here it is. I think what Luke is telling us, and maybe what we can draw from this, these parallel accounts would be, as we are obedient, as we are faithful, in spite of difficulty, God will work in our lives, and watch this, not just to bring a blessing to us, but to bring a blessing to the world. I mean, it kind of happens in parallel, even in the way God works in us. God says to Mary, guess what? God is gracious to you. You are the one who is privileged to birth Messiah. The blessing for you, Mary, is that you win the lottery because every Jewish girl had a dream. If only I could be the one who would birth Messiah. Guess what? You win. But this will, Mary, will not only be a blessing for you, it's going to be a blessing for what? The entire world. Isn't it interesting? I'm blessed, and yet the whole world is blessed through me. Zechariah, I want you to notice what's interesting. Look at verse, if you've got your Bibles, verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will what? Bear you a son. You are to give him the name John, and he will, watch this, he will be what? A joy and delight to you. You know what, Zechariah, there's going to be a double blessing in this because it's not only going to be a blessing for you and your wife that have wondered all, wanted all these years to be parents, but it's also going to be a blessing for the entire world. I can do two things at once, buddy. It says, he will be a joy and delight to you. There's the first blessing, Zechariah. And many will rejoice because of his birth. Remember that stigma that you've got? It's going to be taken away. And you are going to enjoy this little boy, and he's going to be an absolute delight, but by the way, he's going to be the forerunner of Messiah too. And as I began thinking about this, God works in our lives not just to chew us up and spit us out. You know what? You're going to serve me to accomplish my kingdom. God says, you know what? As you're obedient and faithful, I'm going to work in your life to bring blessing to you as I bring, bring blessing through you. Do you ever think about that? I can testify that of serving on staff here. 
Judy and I, we, when we came here, I think I may have known two, and I knew Dr. Gerbers, I knew Pastor Earl, and kind of I think I knew Rowena from camp, Prairie Camp when I'd been there, and I, we didn't know anybody. And that God said, this is, this is going to be where I'm going to want you to serve. Wow. Now you, you go there because I want you to pastor there. No, God said, I want you to go there because you know what you're going to discover? You're going to find tremendous blessing for you and Judy in your own lives, but I'm also going to bless other people through you. And that's exactly what's happened for us. I mean, we love you folks. You've been so kind. I mean, you look at this. I told Pastor Earl, you know, what was it, 17000 how many, how many thousands of dollars? $18,000. And incidentally, you want, you want to know what else happened? We've also had uh, hurricanes in Houston that many people in here gave to. Hurricane in Florida, many people gave to. Hurricane in Puerto Rico that many people gave to. And by the way, now we're going to have fans for Devon Oasis. And incidentally, if you'd like to do school supplies for Devon Oasis, and we have had so, and by the, and the, the India kids need your, and you want to know something? I belong to a church who people are saying, I am willing to give. And not that Judy and I were able to give to a number of those, but not all of them. This is a church that is very, very generous and very kind. Not that I should do this, but I tell you what, I would put this church up against any church of this size in terms of generosity. And as you do that kind of thing, God says, I am going to bring blessing into your life. And by the way, I'm also going to bless other people through you. Kind of cool how that works, isn't it? That's the first takeaway. Secondly, I want you to notice in the, the actual Benedictus, watch this. Luke chapter 1, I think I've got it printed there. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Now, this is the actual Benedictus. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because, underline this phrase, he has come, and underline this phrase, look at the verbs, has redeemed his people. Verse 69, he, underline the verb, has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the, in the house of, da- of his servant David, as he said through the holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our fathers and remember his holy covenant. The earthy sword of his father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies. To enable us to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, now he turns the song to the little baby. You will be called a prophet of the Most High for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. There is the Benedictus right there. That's quite a message. Guy didn't even, he didn't even have notes. First op- opportunity he has to speak. Boom, this is what comes out of his mouth. Did you see what you underlined though? What's the tense of those verbs? Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he, what? Has come and has redeemed. Is that past tense? Yes, it's past tense. Has redeemed his people. He has, re- this is, he speaks in past tense. 
Here's my question. John the Baptist is just now born. Is Jesus born yet? Jesus isn't going to be born for how many more months? Why doesn't he say, but Messiah will come? And when Messiah is born in six months, he will then redeem his people. And he will do this. And he will, that's not what he does. He actually references this in past tense as if it has what? Already happened. Why does he do that? Have you ever noticed that before? Why does he speak in the Benedictus, he refers to Messiah as he has already come. But Jesus hadn't already come. Won't be born for six months. This is what I think it is. Number two. Because God was faithful to his promise of saying, you know what, your wife's going to have a baby. Nah, it's not going to happen. Yes, it is. No way. All right, well, now you're not going to be able to talk. But it's going to happen. Guess what? Nine months later, guess what? She has a baby. And now his faith is totally bolstered. Now he recognizes if God is able to answer that prayer, want to know something? I have complete confidence he's going to answer the next one that we have been praying for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not only going to happen, I see it as already has happened. For hundreds and hundreds of years, the prophets have said, Messiah is going to come. Messiah is going to come. And basically Israel goes, oh man, we've been waiting forever. There's just no way. I mean, how long do we have to wait? And then now Zechariah goes, he has come. Messiah's not born. Bank on it. He's come. Why? Because God answered this prayer for him that was a miracle. Now Zechariah goes, you know what? I can believe the miracle of the promised Messiah even more. You want to know what the takeaway is for you? Judy and I, and some of you know what I'm referencing, we have been praying really, really hard for the last seven or eight years about a family situation. Nothing seems to have happened. And then God goes, you know what, I know something? I am going to answer for you this prayer and this prayer, and this prayer, and I want you to kind of start drawing conclusions. That if I'm faithful to answer this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy, do you think I'm big enough to handle this prayer? And I don't know what kind of prayers you're praying right now, but if I don't miss my hunch, you're praying a pretty big prayer, and and, and God hasn't come through yet, and you get discouraged and frustrated, and you think, oh, man, it's never going to happen. And God goes, oh, no, 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 no. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you this little, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit and answer a little prayer for you, and then close it. And then I'm going to answer another one and close it. And what you're going to do, you're going to be concluding, if God, if God has been faithful to do this, 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 and this, I think I can trust him for this. 
That's where Judy and I are right now. How about you? Man, I'm sitting there in the library at Niles High School during my prep period, putting this message together about two or three weeks ago, and I'm having a difficult time seeing my keyboard screen and the screen because of tears. Because I'd never seen this in the text before. And you want to know something? God brought you to Beulah this morning because he's saying, listen, I'm talking to you. Listen to what he's saying. Remember that big prayer you've been praying? Nothing seems to be happening. And I think one of the applications of the Benedictus for me is this one right here. You hang tough and believe by faith because God will be faithful to answer prayers. And so now I'm going to be able to trust him for the big one. And that's basically what Zechariah told. You know what? He has come and he has redeemed his people. I'll tell you what, it's going to happen. In fact, I'm going to act as if it already has happened. I'm that confident. Finally, I want you to look at the Benedictus, and I want you to notice the blessings that will be brought by Messiah. Reference, look at the text. Reference verse 68. God has redeemed his people. Verse 69, he's raised up the horn. That's redemption. Raised up the horn of salvation. He has rescued us in verse 74 from our enemies. That would be the enemy of Satan, the enemy of death, the enemy of the grave. He has forgiven our sin. If you look at the blessings that Messiah is going to bring, as outlined in the Benedictus, what do you notice about all these blessings? They're all spiritual blessings. Salvation, redemption, rescue from the enemy of Satan, the grave of death. You begin looking at the Benedictus and you're going to see the blessings of Messiah are spiritual blessings. And this is the other big takeaway from me and I want you to notice on application number three. Here it is. Have faith, it will come. The next screen, please. God's highest priorities for us always involve spiritual growth, the building of our faith, and the development of holiness in our lives. Not that God isn't interested in temporal prayers or temporal issues in our lives. But I think one of the reasons that God has delayed his answer for Judy and me in a big area is because of this right here. The Lord's saying, you know what? I want to teach you lessons of faith. I want to teach you lessons of prayer. I want to teach you the benefit of waiting. And I want to develop character and holiness and perseverance and endurance in your life. Because this is the way I operate. My goal, in one of my goals in life, I'm ashamed to tell you this, but one of my goals in life is, Lord, make me more comfortable. 
please answer this, 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 and this. And don't think that that's not your goals either. If you don't believe me, look at the prayer requests that come out in Sunday school classes. I'm not saying those prayer requests are wrong. Most prayer requests that hit the prayer chain or come out in a Sunday school class or whatever, people share, does anybody have any prayer requests? Almost all of them will tend to be temporal issues. This person's having surgery. This person needs a job. This person needs a car. This person's having financial. And I'm not saying it's wrong to pray about those things. The kicker is that's not God's highest priority for us. God's highest priority, and that's what Messiah is going to bring, as in the Benedictus says, I want to work in in your life spiritually. I want to build your faith, and I want to develop a greater depth of holiness. It's interesting. I I can't remember the last time I was in a, and we, we lead a small group, and the last time I was in a small group or Sunday school class or Wednesday night where somebody prayed, I've got a prayer request. Here's my prayer request. I, I am just asking God that I might join him in the fellowship of his sufferings more effectively. Would you please pray for that for me? My prayer is that God will give me spiritual endurance and greater faith that I might trust him more and more. Now, if somebody said that on a Wednesday night, I would probably say, does anybody else have a prayer request? Because you just don't hear those things. God's highest values and highest priority for us have to do with spiritual issues, these sorts of things, but how often we pray about these sorts of things. Don't believe me, look at the prayers of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. Not that Paul doesn't pray about, you know, pray for me that I might have boldness. He does occasionally pray about horizontal issues. Most of his prayer requests, look at Ephesians chapter 1, the prayer of Apostle Paul. I pray that you might understand how deep and how wide and how long and how high and is the love of God for you in Christ Jesus. Interesting thing that Paul prays about. I am trying to discipline myself more to concentrate on what is God trying to accomplish in my life spiritually. Between you and me, please take care of the issues I face. So often I pray about the issues and not for the lessons God wants to teach me from the issues. How about you? And so this morning, as I look at these three takeaways, man, these things all hit me hard. Lord, may I recognize as you work in my life and you want to bring blessing to me, but you also want to bring blessing through me like you did with Zechariah and Mary. Lord, help me to realize that just as you are faithful to answer little prayers along the way, that that can give me faith enough to trust you for the big ones. And finally, Lord, may my priority be what your priority is in my life. And that's the spiritual thing, that I might be conformed to the image of your son. You know what? I can't think of a better lesson that we can hear as we kick off this sermon series today. Amen? Let's pray.
Lord, forgive me for being so absorbed by the here and now. Lord, you understand that we, that we live in time and space. You live in eternity. And Lord, how easy it is for us to get caught up in it. When the car doesn't work and the washing machine goes in the blink and there's fallout in a family. When there's bills to pay and my checking account gets thin and and Lord, you do want us to pray about everything, but forgive me for not praying about some things that are of greater priority. Lord, help me to learn the lessons of faith that when you answer prayers along the way, may I recognize that you'll be faithful to address the big ones. And may I remember, Lord, that as you're working in my life, you're doing something bigger through me unto the kingdom. And may I may have that perspective as well. Teach us, Lord, from these songs, I pray. And may we become truly more conformed to the image of your Son, in whose name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joel. <clears throat>